friends, it's Alicia Todd here with Scott French at Love Street Studios. You're listening to From Little Things, a podcast meant to keep us connected to some of our most loved and most talented Gold Coast musicians. This is our third episode in the mini-series, and we are so glad you're here because today we are witnessing the magic of Carl S. Williams, and the magic speaks for itself. I'm feeling this pain in my heart set me reeling is this pain what I'm needing to awaken my mind from its sleeping is this love that I got in my heart Feels just like the first time Don't feel like the last Do you want me Do you want me by your Thank you. 
just gotta be certain Before I draw back the last curtain Is this love that I feel? That was Is This Love? We have Carl S. Williams in the house. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a privilege. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's okay. What's, uh, what's life been like these days? Incredibly strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was telling Scotty before, you know, I'm, I, I do my day job is graphic design mm. and um, so I'm in the strange position of having all my musical things sort of on pause and and yet my day job is still very much operational yeah Mm. um because i work for a health food company and everyone's hoarding vitamin c powder and stuff like that yeah 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 so are you drawing lots of vitamin c i should i should be i should be um yeah it's weird it's weird time it is a weird time. I think we're both a little still a bit dumbstruck from that performance, Carl. Yeah. That was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, we're both just like, like ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. It's very nice. Thank very you. much what we, what we needed. Yeah, today for sure. Well, um, all right. Well, let's, let's start on with the theme of this podcast. So it's called From Little Things. Um, mm-hmm. So it's inspired by From Little Things, Big Things Grow. So we'd love to know how your musical inspiration started, where your journey in music life started. Mm. Um, I kind of late for me, actually. I was, I had this um, notion as a kid that that um, this like really weird pragmatic idea that music was not um, a viable lifestyle of any description. And my parents weren't musical, so there was no like, huh, like there was no um, possibility that I would become a musician. I just kind of, I thought, well, I won't exercise my interest in that um, at all because I wanted to be a geologist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you Interesting know. fact number one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then it's it's funny because then it was kind of there's a couple of things. I firstly I, I went on this kind of science camp and I realized that geologists for the most part work for mining companies that kind of dig up the earth mm. and destroy things that I found beautiful and I was like, Well, I'm not sure if that's really for me. And um and then, yeah, I kind of finished school having having made that realisation and went, oh, well, I didn't know what else to do. So I sat around, twiddled my thumbs for a while and dug holes for a living and um, much smaller than mining holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just... Uh, that's what you didn't want to do, Carl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, and then and at the sort of same time I thought, well, 
I had no, I had a, I think this idea, this thing that I, this feeling I had about music all along that I shouldn't entertain it was kind of disguising maybe a, a, another feeling that was that I was really, really drawn to it. Like, um, and, um, did you already play at that time? No, not even as a hobby. No, no. I kind of, wow. my, my grandma had a piano. Um, and so like when we'd visit her at Christmas time or something, I'd play that thing. And that had kind of been like, as most kids are like drawn to that forever. Um, but yeah, the thought of, uh, it just was not anything that was, you know, accessible to me at that point. And then, um, yeah, I was 19 and I, I, um, got a, I got a guitar. I kind of just had this feeling. I was like, if I get a guitar now, I think I could probably play it. I think I've been listening to lots of Pink Floyd and if I get a guitar, I could probably play it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so that's kind of, that was the start. You just decided. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember doing some gigs with you at uh, the Gold Coast Art Centre. We're now called Hotter, of course. Mm. Um in the basement. Yes. W- would that have been? How long would you say you've been playing music when you when you started doing those gigs? Um, that was that was the first time I probably played originals. Yeah, cool. But I'd been um, f- like, uh, for like I guess this six or seven years between when I picked up the guitar and and then I was, um just going to a lot of jam nights um, and um, I started I started jamming with um, my friend's parents um, they used to run a jam night at New Italy in um, down in south of Woodburn oh yeah 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 where I lived and then I moved up to the coast and jam nights on the coast are a real different kind of thing you know it was like whoa really intimidating I went to the hard rock cafe and I was like Oh, these people have rehearsed and they've learned these covers note for note. Yeah, they're not so much jamming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was used to like, yeah, I was used to like these, you know, old hippies in the bush just like jam and tunes, you know, like, (laughs) so it was was eye opening. Um, Yeah, and funnily enough, I found my kind of, um, my regular just uh, locally here in Crumbin at um, at, uh, the Crumbin Creek Tavern. Oh, yeah, yeah. And ended up having like a, ended up kind of sort of running that jam night, you know, for a while, for a few years actually. Um, But I figured I needed to get out and play some originals. Yeah. So that was before you started playing originals? Mm. That was your first like public musical endeavour? Yeah. What were you playing, Pink Floyd? Mostly blues. (laughs) Mostly blues. blues. I probably, I'm sure I did wish you were here. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's funny to think back on it cause it's like, um, I did throw in originals that I was working on then, but, um, you know, it's, it's like the publican would always kind of come out and be like, oh, it's like, I reckon you should, you know, and it was Credence was the thing. He was like, I reckon, I reckon you should play Credence. I reckon everyone's going to love it if you play Credence. So... They still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, so do I. But. Yeah. <laughs> I've come to love it very much. 
So where has your music taken you then from there, like physically and, yeah, let's start physically. Physically? Yeah. Um, well, I guess, I mean, the furthest that I got was New York. Yeah. I went I went and played um, CMJ Music Marathon in 2015. Um, which so is, tell us about that. It's kind of a um, CMJ Music Marathon. It's not. It doesn't happen anymore um, under that name, but it was... It's kind of like big sound, but it's um, all centred around the college radio. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's an industry kind of conference showcase thing, but most of the people that are there are um, college radio kind of DJs and curators, I guess, yeah. Um, and it was, it was amazing to be in New York. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. You're performing solo? Yeah, 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 just solo. Um, and, and yeah, much like Big Sound, it was like weird kind of um, random venues, like I played in an Italian restaurant one night and then played in someone's house in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. uh, wow. mostly, mostly Manhattan, but, yeah, it was really cool. Awesome. How did you get there? Was that through a friend? Uh, yeah, well, at the time... Um, I was working with Footstomp, um, which was at the time was also a record label as well as kind of an artist services thing. And, um, yeah, it was sort of their recommendation and their kind of Asho had the hookups to, to make, the, um, make the sort of application go through. So that was, um, yeah, it was, it was no, nothing that I would have ever kind of considered if I hadn't had someone tell me, oh, you should do this thing yeah. in New York. You know, so. A few years ago you were playing in New Italy. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a far cry. If, well, if you don't know New Italy, you it's yeah, where did you say? Just just south of Woodburn. South so. of Woodburn, it's on the highway, you know. Um there's kind of like a like a bit of a heritage centre museum there. Yes. Um, yeah. but kind of there's a there's a hall and that's where we used to play the gigs. Um I don't think they do anything there really, um, but uh, back in behind there is all like a, um, properties that are all kind of. Um, it was a land that was settled by you know early Italian yeah, immigrants. Yeah. Awesome, New Italy to New York. Hey. <laughs> Just a few short years. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I suppose that probably brings us on to. When you started recording your first album, mm. uh, Heartwood. Mm -hmm. um, what, what year was that? Um, 2013. 2013, okay, mm. so a little before that. Yeah. Which is uh, the song we just heard earlier. Yeah. It was on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd, yeah, I thought I'd start with that, you know, something from the beginning. Of, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, it took me a while to get to the point of recording an album, which, you know, at the time I thought it was um, like an excessively long amount of time, but actually it was probably exactly the right amount of time. Um, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, kind of, I, funnily enough, I'd, I'd played around the Gold Coast a lot uh, up until that point and I just... I was really curious about playing in Brisbane, but I didn't really have any idea about how to go there. 
and um, funny to think now, but um, I, it's, everyone I spoke to was like, oh, there's a thing and like Gold Coast people aren't welcome in Brisbane and Brisbane <laughs> people aren't welcome on the Gold Coast and, you know, <laughs> I was like, I don't know about this. I need to see for myself. Um, yeah, so there was, um, but then that thing, that that thing of finally going and playing in Brisbane was a, led to um, actually meeting Yanto, who was the guy that produced um, the Heartwood, my first album, and... Um, yeah, I, I met him. It was the second gig I ever played in Brisbane, and um, and I met him, and and he was like, "You should come record." And then, yeah, sometime later, I did. Mm. Awesome! It is an awesome album. It's one of my favorites. Thank you. Definitely, definitely check it out if you haven't heard it. How long Hardwood. did it take to write all those songs? Oh, they were collected over uh, a long time. It was probably. Six or seven years, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I was writing a fair bit, so I had a, had a fair bit to draw from. Um, it's often the way with first albums; it's uh, you know you have more more material to pull exactly. from. Exactly. Yeah. Then it comes the second album, and mm. you want it straight away. Mm. <laughs> mm. Condense those six years into one year. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I did want to make a point that your music is so emotional. We heard that in the piano and, and just the way you sing and perform. Uh, and I believe that music is, it's, it's a way we get our emotional education mm. in a way. So how do you think that that's, the music has helped you in that way in developing your, yourself? Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah. Um, it's funny, um, Especially now, you know, when we we don't have the outlet of the stage mm-hmm. um, uh, to think about that because, yeah, music, when I think about who I was, it's like there's a, there's a, there's a pre-music me and then a post-music me. Um, and I can't really understand how I managed to survive to that point um, without it. Because it's so um, necessary, you know, for my emotional well-being. Uh, yeah, I just there's there's no other outlet, um, you know, or, or or rather, it's just it's so necessary to have an outlet. I think um, it can take so many different forms, and yeah, for me, it's definitely music. Um, you know, among among other things, but mm-hmm. yeah, music uh, incredibly helpful in that way. Do you write songs to maybe help other people in that way as well? Are there any songs that you've written like that? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I think it's kind of big um, part of uh, if there's like an overarching idea that I have, it's that this human experience is fairly shared uh, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, music is one of those amazing art forms that allows us to communicate that um, 
kind of in an intuitive way, you know, and people that experience that music uh, experience that f- same feelings, you know, and, th- and there's a sort of this amazing togetherness that happens. And I really think that's um, very important, uh, yeah, for, for the world, actually. Yep, I agree. We'd love to hear another song, I think. Okay. All right. All right. Got your guitar handy. I do. I do. There it is. Yes. I'm gonna um I'm gonna play a new song, actually. Awesome. Off the is this off the new album or no, even this is, newer? This is a brand brand new song. <gasps> oh my goodness. Everybody get ready. It's exclusive. Yeah, right. very exclusive. <laughs> What's it called? Does it have a name yet? It's called Willing. Willing. I'm not willing to bet that I get to live again. I'm not willing to bet that I get to live again. So I've been living as raw as I can, and I've been giving. All that I can And it's really taking a toll on me It's really taking a toll on me It's worth it for the masterpiece Sacrifice to sacrifice for my own survival. So I've been living as raw as I can, and there ain't nothing like a man. And it's really taking a toll on me It's really taking a toll on me It's worth it for the masterpiece
Thank you. Amazing. Thank you very much. And is a masterpiece. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Carl. Mm. Brand new song. Mm-hmm. Is that, uh, would you say, something that's come in this current period of, of downtime? No, it's a, it's a little bit before that. Um, yeah, I've kind of been carrying it around for a while. Um, uh, but it's definitely something I've written since I recorded the last album mm-hmm. and been listening to a lot of Bill Callahan and, mm. um, yeah, just going for writing things that are a little bit more um, impressionistic maybe. <laughs> Tell us about Lifeblood. Let's go into it. Second right. album. Second album. We're there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know you had to cut your tour short. Yeah, yeah. I sort of lost about six shows off the end of the tour, um, which was, uh, yeah, quite disorienting, um, you know, to sort of in the space of a couple of days to go from I know know what I'm doing to, like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. (laughs) Um, But um, which is interesting because... The album, uh, it took a long time to get to that point, you know. Um, There's a lot of setbacks, a lot of difficulties, uh, second album syndrome or something. (laughs) Uh, It it was, um, so it was kind of, it it feels to me like the release and and the recording of that album is like a real... um, uh, purging or cleansing of cathartic. You know, yeah, yeah. There's been a, a lot of years since Heartwood, and, and a lot of life has happened. And yeah, so it was funny then to get to that point. The, the final piece in the puzzle being the tour, and then to have it sort of. Uh, we got to start it, so you know, it was like I have no complaints. Yeah. But a funny experience. Do you have some good memories of those shows that you did get to do? Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was really great. Yeah. Um, we, uh, um, it's just you know that thing when you, you're doing something that you have already kind of imagined for a long time leading up to that, and but that you know is what you're meant to do, you know. So um, yeah, some very good memories. Tell us a bit about the recording of it. Um, we um, we recorded it. We recorded it pretty quickly, actually. Um, but we did it down at. We did it at like four different studios in the end. Um, we did the piano songs at Sing Sing Studio in in South Yarra in Melbourne, yeah. and then. Um, the sort of guitar songs we did at Woodstock Studios, which is in Balaclava also in Melbourne. And, um, I mean, Sing Sing was pretty special because apparently Nick Caves played that piano. Yeah. <laughs> so he may have sung into that microphone as well. So um, that was kind of hallowed ground. It's it's like Sing Sing South was traditionally like the punk rock version of the, the fancy Northside studio. Right. Um, so they closed down the, the north side Sing Sing, which is in Richmond, and Sing Sing South um, kind of inherited the parts. It's 
it's a crazy place. Um, Inherited the history. Yeah, mm. yeah. There's a lot of lot of great music's been made there. Uh, mm. Awesome. And I think you did some strings up this way, up in Brizzy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We did strings at um, Al- Alchemix in Brisbane, in South Brisbane. And then, um, yeah, obviously we did a bunch of guitar sessions uh, at Love Street on the Gold Coast, which was, you know, it's like kind of like home a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hear Crick had a four or five guitar amps cranked up. Oh, it was um, <laughs> sickening, actually. <laughs> it was, it was, I was concerned for his safety <laughs> because, you know, yeah, it was... It was a real, like, a proper amp wall, the, li- the likes of which, like, you know. And I think there may have even been a big Marshall in there or something, like, really rock and roll. I think there was. Yeah. yeah I've seen pictures. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it was quite that impressive. Was the, the rock and roll part of the album. Yeah, yeah. In some ways, I guess. And that was produced by our good friend George Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. George also um, plays drums in in the band and played drums on the album, so he was um, doing double duties, and I think it was kind of stressing him out a little bit. But um, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Can't watch Pro Tools from behind the drum kit. It's, yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he did a, he did a great job, and and um, I just it was it's great. It's kind of like such a treat to. Um, to be able to do that with him and um, to see his head ticking over about all the, like, the toys in the studios that we were in and, and how he was going to use them at mixed stage, you know. It was like, oh, <laughs> I can see him just having a field day. So yeah. it, was, it was worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> awesome. Well, sure pays. It sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible album. Number two. Mm. Um, Do you want to ask about number three? Yeah. <laughs> number three. <laughs> what do you think you'll get out of this, out of this kind of quiet period? Do you think it will? Um, it's really interesting because, I mean, uh, it's, um, I mean, it's, I feel, I mean, I'm in weirdly conflicted because, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still kind of working. Um, I'm not I'm not playing gigs, but I'm still kind of working, um, which is really good for my bank balance, especially after making an album. Um, um, but it's like I feel like it's a really rarefied thing that the world is slowing down and I would love the opportunity to enjoy it more. I, I don't know that that's completely gone just yet because I think there's much more time that needs to pass um, beyond you know beyond the virus there's all sorts of economic and um, social yeah. kind of repercussions yeah um, and and you know I've been writing a lot of sort of poetry mainly yeah. uh, trying to document the experience, you know, from my perspective, um, 
It's interesting because uh, I read the Nick Cave files, uh, the Red Hand files that he that he posts. Um, and there was a question about, you know, I think the question was, what do we do now? You know, um, and his kind of response was, you know, that initially he'd had this, you know, his big team of people urging him on to get it, get busy and make stuff and whatever. Mm-hmm. But his kind of ultimate decision was that, you know, this is something that really just we need to sit back and observe as artists particularly. Um, you know, not not to say that we, we need to be completely unproductive, but just that there's an opportunity to kind of soak in something that's, you know, a really unprecedented and, and strange and interesting in all kinds of ways and so I guess yeah more than anything I'm just hoping to soak up as much of the weirdness as I can yeah (laughs) some time off (laughs) that'd be nice yeah well shall we shall we end the interview with with one more song oh please all right would you like to Play some more piano for us by any chance. Yeah, I reckon I'll, um, I'll play a piano tune to, to finish things. Okay, what's this one called? Um, I think I'll do Bones, which is, is off Lifeblood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say about it? Um, Maybe it speaks for itself. Well, yeah, you know, if life if life is a body, then love is the bones. And, mm. and that could be said for music too, so, uh, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much you for your time, Carl. Me. It's a privilege. Thank you. Okay. All good? All righty.
joining us and Carl in our third episode. Stay tuned for episode four featuring Casey Patrick. 
From Little Things is brought to you by Love Street Studios and has been supported by Gold Coast's Home of the Arts through Hodder's Artist Fund, Rage Against the Virus. Thank you.